There you go. It was me. Uh, we who who's had a really exciting Christmas? Lots of good presents. Yeah, just Megan and Terry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you have, but we are British, aren't we? Well, some of us, and, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, we, we had a really exciting Christmas, re- really great. Uh, we, we had the privilege of going up to see our daughter Rachel and son-in-law on New Year's Eve, um, and welcome our latest grandson on New Year's Day, which was, which was really amazing. I know some of you are looking, he's not even old enough. But, <laughs> just some of you, you know. Yeah, I am, I am old enough. And, um, and, and Ruth is still there. Uh, we are meeting today in Leeds. Uh, tomorrow we embark on some training for marriage sozo so um for those of you who who don't know what a sozo is it is um a facilitation of encountering god it's a prayer ministry and a prophetic ministry that enables us to encounter god and uh so we're we're doing that that should be fun i've kind of snuck in uh, i meant to have been doing sozos for a very long time but uh, uh, maybe I'll just not tell them <laughs> and get away with it. No, um, they're fine with it, honestly. <laughs> we hope. Um, I want to uh, talk to you today about prayer. Um, I don't know when. I've probably spoken on prayer a few times Uh it's an introduction to a series. This year we're looking at what are we building. Um, we're going to take some time to explore that together. Um, and uh, I'm starting off this series kind of foundationally looking at the subject of prayer. Um, when we got our extension built uh, I watched them dig the foundations or dig the trenches. And one of the decisions Ruth and I made, or one of the things, you know, you do crazy things sometimes as Christians. We went and got some verses that we felt God was speaking to us about. And we decided to put them in the foundations. And it must have been a bit weird that as the concrete is going in, that we're throwing bits of paper in. Uh, The builders were looking at us somewhat strange, but in our foundations are things like, um, this house is a house of prayer for the nations. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So in our extension foundations are those scriptures. So if we ever move, the people are in serious trouble, aren't they? Because they have no idea what they're moving into. But, um, so I'm starting with prayer. What, what I want to do is to talk to you a little bit about my journey and my current 
thinking on some things, my current struggles as well. Um, because we are just about to embark on a week of prayer and we've asked people to sign up to one hour slots. Now for some people that's like just an hour to other people. An hour praying. Yes, um, is, is, um, daunting. I, when you think about prayer, I, I don't know why. Um, let me ask. This would be great, wouldn't it? Um, what, what do people think about when, when we say prayer? Talking to God. God talking to us. Relationship. Ongoing conversation. You're all polite. Surprises. Spiritual warfare. Sorry. Listening to your heart. Aligning with his will. Distractions. I love a bit of reality as well. I'm not saying the other people weren't real. But I want to talk to you a little about distractions as well. Anything else? Presence. Um, I often think about Wesley, Charles Wesley. I read recently that he got up at four o'clock in the morning, every morning, to pray for four hours. Yes. And, And I don't know, when you read stuff like that, you go, oh my goodness. And then you go, well, his ministry was pretty dynamic. But then I also think of George, um, of, what's his name? Um, Smith Wigglesworth, who said, I don't pray for more than half an hour, but I don't go for more than half an hour without praying. I think I'm in that category, to be honest. An hour, I, I confess, slightly daunts me. And I'll explain why, because I'm this time. For you, an hour might be uh, easy. So um, let's go to slide number two. I've done my introduction. So I'm going to take you through that, tell you a bit of my journey, show you some scripture that I feel God's been speaking to me about. And then um, we'll just reflect a little bit to take us into our week of prayer. So uh, let's go to the one before that. So next week, it's... 24-7 prayer. So we're asking for people from tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock in the morning until Saturday to sign up. Um, So 6 o'clock in the morning. We'll finish at 11, I think. Um, But if nobody does 10 to 11, we'll finish at 10. Uh, And just want to give everybody an opportunity to come down to Lindisfarne in there. There are notes on it to help you. There's some very helpful guides on how to pray for yourself, your family, for the city, for the nations. There'll be a big map in there. You can put pins in it. You can, there'll be sticky notes. There'll be colored paper. There's a sketchbook. There's a writing book to enable you, uh, to be you in that situation. To do that now, I realise some of you might sign up and not make it to Lindisfarne. In which case, if you're not going to be able to make it, you can still fill a slot 
the office will send you some notes to kind of help you if you would like them. But you'll have to contact the office for those. And, and it's for us to start the year listening to God. Talking to him and listening to him. Uh, next slide, please. Um, Jesus, you know, we talk about uh, Wesley and, and Wigglesworth, but Jesus, it says in Luke, he him, himself often withdrew into the wilderness to pray. I don't know how, what you think often is. There was a, a study done, um, I think, with a group of people and uh, never meant between naught and one time a week, sometimes between one and six and often, or sometimes between one and three, I think, and often was six times a week. That's what people felt that meant. Often he would get up early in the morning. He also taught, so that was his individual um, practice, was to withdraw, to take some time out. Now, I am an extrovert. An extrovert means that I'm not just crazy, I refuel on being with people. So I, around people, I receive energy for life. I love just engaging. That's, that's what it means. An introvert means that uh, somebody who's an introvert refuels with needing time on their own to reflect and process. So an extrovert might be much more verbal in their processing um, and an introvert internal. doesn't mean one's right or wrong. It's just we're different in that. I would say that I have become more introverted over the years. And I like to spend much more time on my own. So this week with Ruth and Sunderland, I, I really valued some time on my own. Um, to read, I've been catching up on the Sozo training uh, <laughs> so that I can talk knowledgeably <laughs> about Sozos. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I will tell them. Yeah, of course I will. I'll be completely... You've already told. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My cover is blown. Oh, Anita. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the truth sets you free. <laughs> Oops. Oh, and I've spent hours doing that training. I should never have bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I should, and and I tell you what, it's been amazing. I had um, I was uh, lying on my bed and watching this DVD, and they 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 um, the, the series had been on what, what they call the Father's Ladder, which is the Father Ladder, which uh, um, how do we relate to the Father? And then they process with some people afterwards, and one of the guys they were processing with, I thought this is just me. And I know that God did something in me just in the training and uh, so far. So I'm going to try and squeeze another one in before I drive to Leeds today. Um, 
Oh dear, I'm in serious trouble, aren't I? <laughs> Again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Anita, you're such a blessing. <laughs> my, she is, I absolutely mean it. Um, my, right, um, next, my journey. Uh, I don't know about your, your journey. My journey, journey started in a, in a Christian family and my, Parents um, would often pray with me at night before going to bed. Uh, uh, my, they would have seasons of doing stuff. My dad um, likes to study the scriptures so I can remember sitting at breakfast um, with my dad's Bible open and we did the parables or we did some of the stories of Jesus. And that would happen for a season and then we, we, we wouldn't do do much. Um, we didn't do much praying together as a family. It was um, more with individuals at night. Um, and I always remember the story of Daniel. Um, and I think it's Daniel 6, where um, he, <laughs> they're trying to kill him, basically. The, the, uh, the, 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 the leaders in the community are trying to kill him and they they uh, get the king to pass judgment that nobody can or a law that nobody can pray to any other god other than him and daniel it says in daniel 6 that he goes home and he deliberately prays three times a day and i have this picture in my head that he opens the windows i'm going to let you hear me pray but it says from his early days his practice was to pray three times a day. And that's always stuck with me. It's not something I've always done. But it, it was his practice from early days to pray three times a day. To give some time to the presence of God three times a day. Um, another of my kind of biblical heroes was Moses and Moses um, often went up the mountain that's what we hear and see of Moses and encountered God so he went up the mountain and I've had prophetic words over my life to say Sim go up the mountain Um, and and that's significant for me because Moses is one of my one of my heroes and there's a there's a bit in in Moses' um, life, Exodus 17, where the people are complaining again and uh, that they've not got any water and the water is bitter. And Moses goes to God and it says he cries out to God. And I don't know whether there's been times and seasons in your life where you have cried out to God. Um, I remember a couple. Uh, one significant was when I f- we first had Rachel. And I think parenthood is, and the responsibility is quite daunting. Or quite, you know, I've got a child. Who trained me to look after this child? And, you know, uh, I've got this human being to nurture and love. And and it dawned on me, I, I don't want my children to go to hell. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I cried out to God. I said, I, I, 
and I went to the Lord and there's a verse in Acts that says, the promise is to you and to all your children. It goes on to say, and to all who are afar off. But I grabbed that for me. And you can grab that for your children this morning. The promise is to you and to all your children. You know, and I want all my children to, and I've always wanted them to encounter God for themselves. To find out who he is for themselves. And I don't want them to go to hell. Whatever hell. And however that works out. I want them. So it, it pushed me. So circumstances sometimes push you to your knees. And another time was when uh, Ruth um, had a pregnancy that turned out to be a hydatidiform mole pregnancy. Which is the simplest way I can describe it. She got cancer of the placenta. And we were originally told we'd never have any more children. They'd not seen it in Worcestershire or Worcester for 20-odd years. They told us originally, we will not have any more children. Well, they were wrong. And, and, and medically, science has moved forward a bit. And then they said, no, you can, you can have them after a while. But I went to God. It forced me to... It pushed me. And there have been other situations where that... I've had other situations where I've really struggled even to pray... Because of felt pressure and wherever. And all I've been able to do is to read a psalm. And pray the words of a psalm. So sometimes in crisis. And Moses was somebody who often would go up the mountain. Often because people were complaining or moaning. And he would go to God. And in, in uh, Jesus. Uh, I'm thrown on him to look at his, his life. Um, and we'll come on to that in a little bit. But it says his desire was for his house to be a house of prayer. A, a, a place of encounter. A house of encounter. And, uh, you know, one of our prayers, why we put that in the foundations is that if you come into our house... We want you in to encounter God. You'll encounter us. You will. And that might be slightly frightening at times. But you will encounter God. And. Uh, so one of my uh, next slide. Uh, please. Uh, some lessons that I've learned. And I, I don't know about you. But I. Maybe because that happened to me as a child, there are seasons in in or rhythms that change in my uh, prayer walk and life with God. I'm not always the same. Sometimes I recognise that you know over a Christmas period, for instance, I think, oh, I haven't kept to my normal discipline because of whatever's going on in the house. We've gone away for a week and we haven't done certain things. And so there are certain things that I will do. And I felt God speak to me in October about prayer walking. So I've been prayer walking more. On one of my early prayer walks, I was almost jolted by the Lord. He almost said to me, will you shut up? 
I discovered, being an extrovert, that I was talking an awful lot. Whether it be in tongues, I was just, I was pouring out whatever's going on in my head. And I felt the Lord really say to me, you need to listen. You need to listen. I want this week for us to be a season or a week of listening to God. To listening to what he has to say. And hopefully in a minute, there's a couple of things that um, will help. Um The other thing, because I'm the type of person that I am, I have to cope with distractions. Um, Because crazy stuff enters my head and then I go down a pathway of thinking about it. Not just crazy stuff, anything. um, I don't know about you. You know, I've said, right, I'm going to pray for an hour and I start and then I'm thinking about the golf that I played on Saturday. And I wonder if I just played that shot slightly differently, whether that would... And I think, how did you get there? Where did that come from? And um, so uh, in my family, they call those sim, dad has seen a squirrel. All right, because that often happens if somebody is talking, we're talking about something, suddenly Ruth says, I've lost you, where are you? I was just thinking about this. And uh, they say, oh, they actually just say now, Dad, have you seen a squirrel again? Oh, look. <laughs> and, um, and that happens to me. And I've learned that I, I'm okay with that. Rather than beat myself up, sometimes my thoughts are not just crazy golf things. I'll be thinking about a verse of scripture or I'll be thinking about something else and actually I'll write it down because it's God using that who I am to speak to me about something in a certain area or he's reminding me that I've forgotten to do something at work so I write that down. That's often happened to me in my prayer times and that's a God thing. And one of the things that the Sozo training just re-emphasized to me was this. You know, one of our biggest struggles, and I've done this, I've read loads of books on how do I hear God? Who's done that? Loads. And that how many different ways, and how do I hear him, and am I really hearing him? Is it just me? Or is it that, was that the devil? Or was that a demon speaking? Or... Um, I've been really amazed how much of my normal thought life is really God. That if it just comes across your head that it's God, and if we could just learn to trust that, we can pretty much recognize if it's the devil. Pretty much. If if, If you're feeling hate and you want to kill somebody, that is not Jesus. All right? I pretty much guarantee that. But if you're praying about something and something comes into your head, let's learn to trust it and write it down. So that's what the paper is there for. Because God speaks to us much more than we think. So learning to listen and to trust our thoughts. Oh, that's just me. I'm sure none of you ever say that. but I do. Oh, that's just me. Well, what if it's God? 
And it's not just you. You weren't that clever anyway. That's the truth, isn't it? He's amazing. So I, I've learned to, I am the way I am. Distractions and interruptions are part of my life. I, I've learned that God is so much more in them than I ever thought. Maybe is in yours too. I think he is. Can I encourage you? So, um, uh, often on my uh, prayer walks, um, I get stuck, and or in my reading, I think I've said this to you before, I get stuck on a couple of verses that kind of live with me for a while. And I want to read a couple of those. And then I want to pray a prayer. Um, uh, yeah, cause I'm, I, I meant to say, and I'd forgot to say, that sometimes I use books to help me. Um, I, I got a book called Gorillas of Grace by Ted Loder, and there are different prayers in there. I'm going to pray one in a moment. And I, I find those things helpful. You, you know, I, I, I'm a bit of a resource person. I, I need help to keep me going for an hour or half an hour. So here we are, Matthew 11. Let me read it to you. It should be up there. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know whether you come to God, and I think I was coming to God for a season, coming into his presence, and part of my, I think, why he got me to be quiet is that I was carrying a lot of stuff. And I just wanted him to know everything that was going on in my head and wanted to get it off my chest and tell him all about it and, and whatever. And I, I know that he wants to exchange, to make an exchange in that encounter. So that when we come to pray in that encounter with God in his presence, an exchange takes place. That, next slide if you wouldn't mind, Noah. That my weariness, he exchanges for rest. See, we should know that we encounter God when we come into his presence. And that should change us. So when we come into his presence, our weariness, he gives us rest. And our heavy burdens... He makes, he gives us his yoke, not our burden, right? His yoke, which is easy and light. Now, I have a confession. Sometimes for me, things have not felt easy and light. 
and about you. But the exchange that is meant to take place when we come and pray and come into his presence are, here's my heavy burden. Now, I'd like your yoke and I'd like it to be, you know, it's easy and light. So if it isn't easy and light, it's not his yoke. And I'm, I've got lots of questions about this in, in my own walk. So you're, you're joining me as I'm wrestling with some of these things. Because there's still some things in my life that don't feel easy and light. For he's gentle. It says here, learn from me. So one of my questions to the Lord was, how do I learn this from you then? How, how do I do that? So I've gone back and I keep, I'm looking, the only way I, where, where I can go is start looking at Jesus again. Can, I want to learn from Jesus because he will teach me how to carry things that are easy and light. That are his yoke and not heavy and make me very weary. So those are, that's my journey. But our prayer encounters. So when we come this week and we come into uh, God's presence and we may, and we're praying for an hour, we may be carrying a burden for something or other and, or uh, for our family, for work, for financial breakthrough, for uh, the world situation, for the situation in the city, around health care, or whatever it is that we're maybe upset about, angry about, whatever. There's an exchange that's going to take place this week. We bring it to God, and he changes it for his rest. And his yoke, which is light and easy. And that and that's my encouragement this week, is that when you do that, come in, expect to encounter God and and get an exchange. Here's what I'm carrying, God. I'd like what you're carrying, because it's really light and easy. iPads are great if you can remember the code. I want to pray. Uh, should be right on there. You, you might not know how to come to God. This is a great prayer. Let's just shut our eyes and listen to this. This is a prayer. You can join in with your heart. How shall I pray? Our tears prayers, Lord. Our screams prayers, or groans, or sighs, or curses. Can trembling hands be lifted to you, or clenched fists, 
or the cold sweat that trickles down my back or the cramps that knot in my stomach. Will you accept my prayers, Lord? My real prayers, rooted in the muck and the mud and rock of my life, and not just my pretty cut flower, gracefully arranged bouquet of words. Will you accept me, Lord, as I really am? Messed up mixture of glory and grime. Lord, help me. Help me to trust that you do accept me as I am. That I may be done with self-condemnation and self-pity and accept myself. Help me to accept you as you are, Lord. Mysterious, hidden, strange, unknowable. And yet to trust that your madness is wiser than my timid, self-seeking sanities. And that nothing you've ever done has really been possible. So I dare to be a little mad too. Maybe you identify with aspects of that. I know I certainly do. A messed up, I loved that phrase, a messed up mixture of glory and grime. See, prayer is both individual and, and yet corporate. Remember the Lord's Prayer, is it? And Matthew 6 says, Our Father. There is a us. There's a, a corporate element to it as well. There's an individual element. But our, our relationship with God and our... Christian faith is never meant to be private. So as you listen to God and hear, I I want to encourage you to write those things down. You know, if you're going to journey into Lindisfarne, there's some books. Write them in there. Read what other people are praying. Read what others are saying. There'll be a, you, you know, pray over North Korea, Thailand, Ghana, Uganda, Ukraine, Cambodia, New Zealand, Australia, Russia, China. I've probably missed a few. Why? Just allow your 
have a go and hear God for some of those countries. Pray over our city for the social services that need lots of help at the moment. They do for the health service here, for the hospitals. They're doing an incredible job for the council, for our MP, for businesses, for our rugby team. (laughs) Yeah, why not? We want our city to thrive. Maybe a home for our football team. That once beat Liverpool. And now couldn't beat the local pub side. Struggling. Why not? We want our city to thrive. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray for us as a church family. Let's give ourselves to hearing from God and maybe encourage somebody. I heard this. I'd like to just encourage you. We did that in our missional community and Sue came round to, and she brought something. She brought a song. She was incredibly brave. I would have never have done that myself, but she was amazing. And she sang this song to me in a tune that she didn't realize was the only tune I can play on the piano. She thought it was nothing. To me, it was really significant. So I want to encourage you, do crazy stuff like that. It wasn't that. It was a bit crazy, but we loved it. I loved it because I knew God was in it. Do that. Let's listen. We do hear him. The mad stuff that comes across your head You will know when it's the devil. Let's just trust when it's other stuff that it's probably God. And let's make an exchange. Let's come into his presence knowing I'm going to exchange my weariness for his rest. I'm going to exchange today my heavy burden for his yoke which is light and easy let's just pray for a moment Father I want to thank you for each of our journeys in learning to walk with you to hear from heaven to pray for us this week that a great exchange may take place that the burdens that many of us carry will be replaced by your yoke and that when we're whether we're feeling weary or just struggling with life that you place inside each of us a rest in our souls An ability to be comfortable with who we are and who you are. And Lord, speak to us as a community. We want to hear from heaven together and do what you say. Amen.